All right, nerds, here's your lineup for today's episode of For the Lads, October 6, 2016. Today, we are joined by Anthony Z. Donaldson and Andy Sullivan, and we're going to pick the NFL lines. Uh, no Pete this week, even though he won last week. Nice work, Pete. Uh, then, afterwards, Andy Sullivan is sticking around to hang with his brother and me as we talk about the baseball playoffs and we say goodbye to the New York Mets. And then, finally, after everyone else turns the podcast off, Justin and I will be talking a little bit of Premier League action, and we're also going to pick the No Mercy card. That's right, wrestling and soccer in the same segment. A bully day for the pod. This is the October 6th edition of FTL Sports. Remember, folks, Saturday may be for the boys, but Sunday is for the lads. I'm open for the lads. If there is ever a better time. <laughs> there is ever a better time. Uh, welcome back again uh, for the lads. This is the October, uh, what is this, the 6th? Six. The 6th edition. It's October 6th? October 6th. Well, what happened to September? I, I don't know. <laughs> I lost it. Dude, I, I said that last month. I was like, yo, it's the end of September. What happened? <laughs> um... Glad to have the uh, the lads in here this week. Uh, I want to make a quick shout out to our boy Pete Connors, who was here last week. Um, Pete forgets. Yo, Pete forgets on Twitter. I I am gonna bring him back on either maybe later on tonight for this week's episode or sometime for next week's episode to do hockey. Uh, I appreciate him stepping in uh, to fill in the spot of the man Anthony Z Donaldson, who's here this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know Anthony from uh, UCs with Z on Facebook. He's a he's a legend, and of course. Uh, Andy Sullivan returning. Andy, you came in one point behind Pete last week, nine for fifteen with your picks. Pretty it's, good. It's probably because I went with that push. You did. I should have gone with the push. The push was nice. The push was a reckless it, call. If you so had, he went eleven. Would he go like 10, 14, went, and one because yeah, of the push? Yeah, the push. He got the tie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's. Uh, so we'll try and keep track of the records, and we'll see who's had the best picks over the years. Uh, with Pete, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll go based on. Uh, quota or like a ratio right like what's his percentage well he's the high water mark right now he's the high water mark is 10 for 15 uh we only have 14 games this week though because of the buys so um be tough to get 10 out of 14 but why don't we get into the first week's slate of games because it does take a bit of time to do this and uh i know he's a very busy man <laughs> <laughs> let's do it all right so let's start with the game that will be airing in about an hour from the time we record this that is the arizona cardinals one in three uh traveling to san francisco to take on the san francisco 49ers uh arizona are four point favorites even without carson palmer uh which it was drew stanton is the guy who's gonna drew be stanton yes um Z, since you're uh, since this is your first week on doing picks, why don't you take the honors here and start us off? Who you got? I'm going with the under forty three. <laughs> <laughs> the under. <laughs> San Francisco and Arizona. You're looking at. I mean, San Francisco's kind of awful, and now they just lost Bowman. They yeah. lost their key component of their defense, and then Arizona with no Carson Palmer this week. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. Yeah. But um, I think Arizona actually squeaks one out. You like Arizona? I think Arizona squeaks one out just for the fact that Navarro Bowman isn't in the lineup. Andy? Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, you said it uh, in the intro, soft 
Francisco. They're, uh, they're still soft. And now they're even softer, the lost villains. So uh, yeah. I think Chip Kelly needs to go back to college. He'll do great back then. But here yeah. on out, I'm picking anyone against uh, San Francisco. So I'll take Arizona. Yeah, there's nothing about this San Francisco team that is appealing to me in any way. I don't like Gabbert. I don't like the offense in general. I don't like the coach. I don't like the defense. Uh, I like the city. Their logo is nice. It's my initials. That's kind of tight. But other than that, uh, I like Arizona, even with the points, even without Carson Palmer, because uh, that defense is still kind of elite, I'd say. I agree. Uh, let's move into the 1 o'clock slate of games. This is the largest spread of the weekend, gentlemen. 3-1, and one, New England Patriots with the freshly returning Tom Brady, so handsome, going to take on the 0-4 Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. I dare either one of you to take Cleveland in this game. I think it's they win by, like, four touchdowns. <laughs> I, I don't think it's even going to be close. It's, uh, yeah, they're going to drop, like, seven, eight touchdowns on Tom Brady's piss. Do you see him uh, making passes? He's practicing during the game last week. Was he? Yeah, he's oh, on high man. school field throwing passes while Buffalo is shutting them out. So <laughs> I think that dude's not heated. I don't uh, think it's a contest. No. I'd love to take Cleveland here, but ten and a half is not enough points. Cleveland's yeah. hilarious, aren't they? <laughs> so They're cute. <laughs> They're cute. You can put the Cavaliers out there. They might score more points than the Browns. Yes. Um, so let's go to the next game. Uh, 3-0. Philadelphia Eagles are three-point favorites on the road to take on the one and three Detroit Lions. Um I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the lead on this one. Last week I talked about uh, Matt Stafford and how he just throws the ball and that's what they do. Last week in that loss, he looked like the worst quarterback in the league. He was absolutely terrible and I don't think that it gets any easier for him going into Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia wins not only by the three points, but no, by a Detroit. Ton. They're actually playing in Detroit. In Detroit, yeah. yeah. Well, they're in, it, it doesn't matter to me where they are because <laughs> Philly is a much more realistic team. They're playing good, fresh off the bye week. They've had a week to prepare. I was going to make New York my pick. We talked about this earlier, my lock of the week. I'm actually taking Philly here, lock of the week. They win by a million. <laughs> I like it. Well, if last week uh, the push was my downfall, the Chicago Bears was like, oh, wait, we're not on that one yet. So no, wait, we're in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, I jumped ahead. Anyway, the ginger Jesus against Detroit, I'm taking him. <laughs> this guy is the savior of Philadelphia. There's he no is doubt the my savior. Mind. I agree 100%, <laughs> but you know what, guys? I am going the opposite way. And the only reason why is because I love a home dog. You love a home I dog. I love a home dog. Yeah. Any home team getting some points, minus Cleveland, <laughs> is, is, is all right with me. And I do think that Philadelphia loses by like one point. I think mm. it's going to be a very close game. But uh, Detroit's tough at home, and uh, they need to get up. I mean, they need something or else they're, they're done. I think Wentz is an interesting thing. Like, I think people were a little gun-shy initially to to say, oh, he's he's real good. Like, it's, well, we'll see. I think now people are starting to say, like, all right, maybe this is maybe he's legit. I just uh, I don't think Detroit has enough offense. They're running who's the running back? I don't even know who runs for for Detroit right now. It just seems like they put, I think they're on their like second third string right now. They must just spread like four guys out and like two tight ends. I yep. assume they play with no running yep. backs. Yeah, try to let Mafford uh, or uh, Stafford sling it. Yeah, let Staff sling. Let's start calling Mafford though. That sounds <laughs> Mafford. <pretty good>. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next game. One and three Chicago Bears at the one and three Indianapolis Colts. Colts are four and a half four, uh, point favorites at home. Uh, Z, you want to take the lead on this one? It's my lock of the week right here. The lock? My lock of the week. Indianapolis. They got beat by Jacksonville last week by three. In London. And uh, I think they're going to get up for this, and they need to. And Chicago's awful. I mean, they're starting Brian Hoyer this week. They're awful. Yeah, Hoyer's not the answer. They are awful. And plus, you got... Their best, their best receiver in Chicago is Alshon Jeffrey, right? And they're going to yeah. have David all over him. Yes. They're going to be all over him. So that's my lock of the week. Indianapolis, minus four and a half. I like it's it. It's a lock. 
Andy? Uh, well, I might have showed my hand a little bit here, but, uh, you know, like I said, Chicago is what picked me up last week, but I'm not picking them this week. <laughs> it is no doubt in my mind. Andrew Luck, is, uh, it, it's, it's going to go well. They're going to uh, – Indianapolis going to take this one away. I'm actually going to take the Bears here. I think that with Hoyer out there, there's a little bit of the uh, – there's a little bit of the hewing theory going in. Like, they're going to be – He's terrible, but Cutler's gone. Maybe they can do something different. Maybe they change the offensive scheme a little bit. Maybe it changes the way they play the game. There's got to be more to this Chicago team than I've seen so far, I, I think. I, I, I'll give them one more week to show that they're not as bad as they are. I just I, I can't look at Indianapolis and think they're any good. They, they blow every game they're in, and it's four and a half points. Even if they're winning, I don't trust them to hold a lead. They, they'll let them back into the game even if they win anyway, and I— I was gonna take Chicago. There, I can't. Yeah. Their biggest problem is uh, Indianapolis' offensive line. They, oh, uh, so they bad. Have no line. I'm nervous that a guy like Andrew Luck's gonna end up getting a bad injury that's gonna ruin his career because these guys suck so bad. Now that being said, I still think they're gonna win. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm curious if Luck. Okay, so let's say Luck gets hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to bring in a standard backup quarterback. I don't know who their backup is. Couldn't call it. Is is Indy worse than they are now? Is Luck basically? I'm saying how much better is Indy with Luck than without Luck? Does Luck make them? Reputable? Oh, absolutely. Is he the only thing that makes him reputable? Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Well, look, when they lost him last year, they went like, they down after they lost him. So, all right, uh, next is that team. Is he a big? Is he a big contract? He's got to be. I imagine. I don't know, but I mean, he's only still only a few years in. But Hmm. I believe. Uh, this uh, next game we're going to pick, uh, another 1 o'clock game. This might be my least favorite game of the week. Yeah, this is a This is a cares. terrible game. 1-3 uh, Tennessee at 1-3 Miami. Miami, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I don't know. I hate Ryan Tannehill this year. He stinks. Uh, I'm going to go with Tennessee here just because I think that they're a little friskier. It seems like uh, DeMarco Murray is a bit rejuvenated in Tennessee, mm-hmm. if nothing else. Uh, Mariota, sure. I haven't seen enough of him to make a call yet. So I'll take Tennessee here. Miami looks to be pretty beat up. I'll take Tennessee, too. I yeah. think Marcus Mariota to Delaney Walker, that's the mm. combo. And, Fantasy uh, impact. Yeah, and I have, well, no, I have Delaney Walker on my, I do my too. team. But <laughs> I do, too. He's not really done much. But he, he was hurt last team. week. He was hurt last week, right. Mm. So, but, yes, definitely taking Tennessee on this one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and, literally, this one's a toss. Like you said, so I don't care match. I don't think they're going to score a lot of points. Uh, so Miami Dolphins, you know we gotta try and win this thing. Was try there to win like, championship here? Was there a, <laughs> a picks championship? Not the was, Dolphins. was there like a period in the last few years? I felt like there was a time when people thought Miami was on the way up, right? Yeah, it's when they got rid of what's his face, the bully. Is after oh, incognito. Is after Bullygate, they went downhill. <laughs> it's true. Yo, I gotta say though, I saw Richie Incognito doing the Bills read the meme tweets things. Uh huh. Richie Incognito seems like a funny guy. Like, I bet you he's a funny dude to hang out with. He seems kind of, like, goofy and drunken all the time. Until he, he starts bullying you. Until he starts bullying you. I suppose. <laughs> nah, he's probably a great time, though. He's probably a great time. Hammer beers. Oh, I'm try- oh dude. You, if you give Richie Incognito, like, a 24-pack and leave, <laughs> in an hour you come back and he'll need another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the next game. Uh, Washington Indigenous Americans, 2-2. Two and two. On the road at the Baltimore Ravens. 3-1 Baltimore Ravens, which is kind of strange to me. I didn't think Baltimore was going to be very good. Baltimore, four-point favorites at home. Uh, I do think that right now, Joe Flacco is elite. So I'm going to take Baltimore here. Uh, I really, I don't know what to think about Washington. Seems like Baltimore has a little more in the tank. Man, that's a tough one. Um, I guess uh, 
Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you, you take your time. I'll go with this one. Yeah, go Baltimore on. playing at home is absolutely brutal. Yeah. Uh, I think Joe Flacco starting to hit his stride for the season. Uh, so I will take the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens at home. Do you think that Joe Flacco is a top 10 quarterback? 10? Yeah, absolutely. Top 10? Yeah, absolutely. I, He's sort of like a top forgot- seven. No. Yeah, no, seven through not- ten. Yeah, he's somewhere <laughs> in there. I think he is. <laughs> yes. That's actually yeah. very. It's, I like that call yeah. a lot. I mean, yeah, call. I mean, he's yeah, he's somewhere in between there though. I think <laughs> I'm going the other way, guys. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna go Washington. Actually, now that I thought about it a little bit, Kirk Cousins, mm. he needs to prove himself a little bit more, and uh, a nice road win in Baltimore would be really key for Washington, for sure. I think it's going to be Kirk Cousins to, what's his name, Jamison Crowder? Oh, yeah, awesome. Jamison Crowder. Yeah, yeah. Crowder. Yeah. Crowder. He's about to, he's going to replace <laughs> Jackson. I, was, sure. I did that for the whole game. I was just doing that. Crowder. Crowder. <laughs> Say you're right, it's Crowder. He's a great football player, though. Crowder. Um, so let's uh, let's uh, let's do the end of this uh, this first Early game stretch, then we'll go into the late game. Actually, you know what? We'll do we'll do all the one o'clock games, then we'll do the four o'clock games. We'll do two more here. Uh, Texas, I'm oh, sorry, Texas. The Houston Texans, uh, three and one. Is that right? You believe the Houston that? Texans three and one? They're, oh my they're god! They're, they're just getting by at yeah. the Minnesota Vikings, who are four and. What is going on? Yeah. Minnesota Vikings four and zero. Oh, Houston Texans with three Sam and Bradford. One. Oh my god! I'm <laughs> telling you, the dude never got a chance. He just got injured. Sam Bradford. He was good. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Well, you know, Houston has never. They're um, Brock Osweiler, their quarterback. Osweiler, yeah. He's got like six interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. throwing picks off the right, but he's managing to get by. And he's got that young rookie Fuller, yeah. who's been lighting it up. Mm-hmm. So, and then they got Hopkins. Hopkins. Which they haven't used Hopkins that much. They've mm-hmm. been going to Fuller a lot more. Yes, I think, I think Hopkins might be one of the best receivers. But Minnesota league. proved this. He's week, getting double teamed a lot. All time. Yeah, all Minnesota time. Minnesota proved this week that their turf is going to be tough to play yes. in. Mm-hmm. You know, the crowd, the way the crowd was yelling the other night, it was so ear deafening loud mm-hmm. that it's going to be tougher. And any visiting team to come into their home field and try to beat one in Washington, mm. in, in Minnesota, rather. I have a spread on this game that's six and a half point Minnesota is favored at home. Mm. I don't really like that spread. I wanted yeah, to get that either. out there. Yeah, I don't either. Um, you want to make their call defense it? is tough too. Minnesota has a really tough defense. So yes, actually, I'm going Houston. Actually, you're going Houston. On yeah, this? I think yeah. it's a close game. I I kind of think that Minnesota wins, but I am going with Houston. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I gotta agree. Pretty much everything Z said. Uh, that yeah. spreads just a little too much for me. So I'm gonna go Texas as well. Texans. Uh, I think the Minnesota Vikings are going. Uh, they're gonna take my client Brock Osweiler down to Pick Six City, and yeah. he's gonna throw about five interceptions. No, no, I'm just kidding around. I. Uh, they got a great secondary, in Minnesota. Uh, they got a great they defense. I like Sandejo yeah, and those guys in the backfield. I mean, yep. they got they got some guys that can. Six and really a half ball. seems like a big spread, but I don't think it's out of possibility for Min- uh, for Minnesota to win by a touchdown here. Mm-hmm. And I like. It seems like the team is moving in the right direction. They're do- Again, no Adrian Peterson, uh, no Bridgewater, and somehow it seems like they're better than I thought they were going to be with both yeah. of those guys. So I'm going to go Minnesota. I'm going to ride the 4-0. I like Minnesota to go 5-0, and I like them to do it with 10 points. Uh, let's do the last 1 o'clock game, and then we'll take a break. I was going to save it for next segment, but we might as well since it is, uh, I guess, our local team, right? The New York Jetropolitans. Speak for yourself. Yes, speak right now, my team. <laughs> I feel so sorry for my Jet buddies. Uh, I really <laughs> do. You know? It's <laughs> tough. You know, their hopes are so high, and things get dashed every year. Every year. It's just, oh, God. Got a lot of Jet fans in my family, and just those poor yeah, suckers. I have so just... many friends that are Jet fans. And you know like, what, I though? I feel sorry for yeah. you guys. The Jets fans around here, upstate New York, where we are now in Utica, are not the Jets fans that I experienced 
in lower New York State, New York City, those Jets fans do not get my sympathy. They're the worst. <laughs> Shout out to my buddy Kyle. You're the worst. The worst. I had a friend in college punch a wall because of a Jets loss. And I'm like, what did you expect? It's the fucking Jets. <laughs> so, like the Jets, and the Jets are such an odd team this year anyway. Uh, I, they're going into Pittsburgh this week. The Jets are 1-3, and three, going into 3-1 and one Pittsburgh, who uh, after last week looked like one of the best offensive teams in the league. Uh, Pittsburgh's a seven-point favorite, and I think that line is too low. I like Pittsburgh any day of the week I against the Pittsburgh Jets right too. now. It's hard not to pick Pittsburgh. I think they are probably one of the best teams in the league right now. Mm. What uh, What do you think happens to the Jets? Like, like they can't. You they get the second pick in the NFL draft next year. <laughs> but what <laughs> and, and blow it? Cleveland goes first. The Jets are going number two. But they paid Fitzpatrick, right? They paid him in the offseason. Am I wrong to think yeah. that he got paid? Not huge though. Not, Not huge. what he wanted. I don't think he didn't get what he. Wanted. I think it's Geno time. Got two years. Get, bring yeah, him in. Bring him not? in. It's mm. Geno time. Interesting. Why not? I mean, yeah. what do you have to lose besides another <laughs> ten games? Yeah. Right. Seriously, I mean, bring him in. Why yeah. Not? That one, our this loss we had to the Jets on that Thursday night game now seems like a terrible loss in hindsight. As I look mm-hmm. back in it as a Bills fan, um, I just think that I don't know. There's a there's a stink of of like failure on this Jets team. It just seems like they can't get out of their own way a little bit. Uh, no matter when they play good offense, they play terrible defense. When they play good defense, they play crummy offense, and they just can't get the ratio in the right That's way. It's been the story for years. Yeah, it's, they're just so inconsistent. It's almost like watching the Yankees. They'll oh. score nine runs and then lose ten to nine, and then not score another run for four weeks. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's a good that's a good wrap point. We'll do the late games after the break. We'll be back in just a minute with Andy and Z and me. The Lance. For a little uh, late night action here with these late night games. Nothing I like more than a little late night action. That's I don't know what, no idea what I mean by that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you're married now. You don't get that much late night action either. Easy, day. pal. Well, he's he's <laughs> a newlywed. He still gets well, it. It's true. Oh, newlywed. I'm, I'm, so I'm so happy my wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Dribble. No, no. Uh, no. Shout out. Shout out to Jen. She's the best. Um, so let's get into the late night games. Uh, and let's start with what may be the best game of the week. We talked about Minnesota, Texas, uh, Houston. This is probably the the second best game of the week, if not the first. Uh, three and one Atlanta Falcons, a surprising three and one, I think, in most people's opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to Denver to take on the four and zero Denver Broncos. Is Trevor Simeon not playing in this game? Is it going to be Paxton? I want to say that Simeon got hurt last week. Yeah, I think it's a game time decision. I'm not really too sure, but Paxton is would be the backup. Paxton was the backup. I think he actually played last week in the win. If I'm if I'm I think I'm correct on this. Denver is a five and a half point favorite, even with even with Paxton in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start with Atlanta here for just a second. I think most people assume that Atlanta was like a middling team, right? Right. Do you think this three and zero start a three and one start is an anomaly, or is it maybe we underestimated them? I think we underestimated him. Um, and, and and just a side note, quick update from last week. Oh uh, yeah, Kevin denies being a Falcons fan. Really? I did talk to denied him. Denied it. Yes. Yeah. Huh. He denied it. He said he's not a Falcons fan. Uh, shocking. I thought we were both. I right felt like now. he had that poster. He's he's lying. He's lying. He's, he's lying. lying. It's I'm gonna ask lying. him the next segment. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I think they're definitely underrated. I think we overlooked them. I, I think I definitely overlooked them. I um, don't, actually. No? I don't think they're underrated. Matt Ryan is a great mm. preparation quarterback. Julio Jones is a top-notch receiver. Yes. And Devontae Freeman last year came out of his own. He was a rookie last year and really, really stepped up. Um, I, I think they're not a surprise. I think they're right where they should be. But historically speaking, the, Atlanta has always been a bad road team. Yes. They've always yeah. sucked on the road. Mm. And, um, you know, they do got those issues. It, with Denver having some quarterback issues as well, I think it's a tight game. So I go with the points. You take the points on this? I think Denver I'm, wins, but I think it's a tight game. Yeah, I'm tempted to take the points with you as well on this. Um, but I feel like... I don't know. Denver's looked really strong. I can see this being a big CJ Anderson game. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Denver and the points. Um, I don't know. I I need to see him fail before I I bet against him at this point in time. Yeah, a lot of big spreads this week. Um, I'm I'm with Z. I think I'm gonna take uh, my brother's favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons. Here. <laughs> Shout out to your brother. I don't think the Falcons win. I just think they keep it close. And they were saying something about the with this Travian Coleman. He's got that sickle cell yeah. issue, and like it, it affects him in high altitudes. Mm. So like he's, he's not going to be seeing too much playing time. Do you think that would have been a thing in like the 1950s? No. Uh, he's not going to play the altitude. And- well, who yeah, was no. it? Was it uh, was it Desmond Desmond Howard? He's he's an announcer for uh, ESPN. He actually yeah. got surgery to get something removed because he couldn't play in Denver. Really? Yeah, doctors wouldn't let him play in Denver because of the altitude would, would mess with him. Wow. He's just talking about this week. I can't think of his name. It was right on, uh, yeah, it was ESPN Radio. Oh, I didn't huh. know that. So, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, it happens. Some... It affects people. Doctors, literally, like, you are not allowed to play in Denver. Mm-hmm. You will drop and you may die. Wow. Everywhere else, he's fine. It's altitude. Maybe there's something to that. That's I why I'm it. taking Denver. They're <laughs> <laughs> used to it. Uh, so let's go to uh, another 4 o'clock game here. 2-2 two and two Cincinnati Bengals are one-point favorites at Dallas. The 3-1 and one Dallas Cowboys. I asked my boss at work, who is a Cowboys fan, about this. I said, this is an odd spread. Why is Cincinnati favored, even though they have a worse record and they're on the road? Uh, and he said it's because the division is better. That the uh, the AFC's, uh, AFC North is a better division, and they play better teams. Uh, I I don't know, though. I feel like Cincinnati's got a little Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. Like Sometimes I watch them and I think, oh man, this team is alright. They got it all going on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they look like trash. I'm actually going to take Cincy here, though. I think this is a little bounce-back game after looking pretty beat last week. So I'm going to take Cincy. I think A.J. Green, nice game. I hope so. I got him on my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, I'm going with you. I agree with you. I'm going Cincinnati as well. I just have a hard time betting Dallas. <laughs> Dallas might be all right, though. I think they're starting to look okay and with that's Elliot. my biased opinion coming yeah. into effect here. Uh, I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott has quickly become one of the best backs in yeah. the league. Yeah. Talk really about has. a beast for a rookie. And he's got an offensive line. He's got an offensive line. And you know what, Dak? I'm, I'm riding the Dak train. I'm going Dallas. Dallas. Yep. Yeah. You making your lock of the week or no? Uh, ooh, man. Well, I didn't know we are doing lock of the week. We <laughs> last week. So I was unprepared for that. But you know what, goddammit? Dills Cowboys. Dills Cowboys. Lock of the week. Lock of the week. Let's do it. Why not? Uh, Why not? I'm going to regret that in like an hour. No, I'm so. telling you, I'm jealous that you picked Dallas now in hindsight. Yep. I think you're Ezekiel Elliott. I'm thinking about Elliott now. Zeke Elliott's an animal. He is no, an animal. He's good. He's an animal. And he was another guy who got like kind of a negative buildup in the draft. They're like, oh, well, you're going to take this guy number three. He's unproven. It's like, mm, dude might be a physical he ran specimen. over everybody in college. And <laughs> yeah. mind you, it's college. He still ran over everybody. Yeah. Is Des Bryant injured? I thought he was day He came back in the game last week and played. Yeah. He's been inconsistent this first start. Or was that two weeks yeah. ago? That was two weeks ago. He didn't play last week. Well, it changed the complexion of the game with him being in it or not. Yeah. You know? 
They can yeah. spread it out more. Cincinnati has to spread it yep. out more with Dez there. But if he's not there, they can actually focus on trying to lock down the run yeah, game. Yeah, Dez hasn't been targeted much this year because they're keeping uh, Dak at the short in passes. So, or the underneath passes. So, um, yeah. Makes a difference if Romo's there. Romo and Dez get along much better than Dak and Dez, I believe. <laughs> it's re- You know what's interesting, too? If Philly happens to lose in the early games and Dallas wins, Dallas will be in first place in this division five weeks in, which is not what you would expect, right? Strange. Giants 2-2, two and two, Washington 2. This division's actually relatively close now that yeah, we're looking at it. Yeah, it's always close. It's always close, yep. Yeah. It's Pardon. the AL East of football. It is the AL East of football. Much disease dismay. <laughs> yeah, it's always close. Well, speaking of dismay, let's talk about my squad. Uh, after a shocking victory against the Patriots, which I'm, I got to be honest, it wasn't shocking. It, that game seemed like it seemed a little fluky really early on. Brissett or Brisket just he seemed hurt. They just wanted to get through that week and get out and get to new the uh, Tom yeah. Brady era. I don't take anything from that game as. Uh, as anything to look at this team and go, oh, Bills, like, maybe they're all right. Right. Uh, that being said, going to Los Angeles, Los Angeles are two-point favorites. I know the Rams are 3-1. and one. I actually like Buffalo in this game. Buffalo travels pretty well, all things considered, over the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen this L.A. team do anything that looks pretty particularly exciting for me, so mm-hmm. I actually am going to take my lads Buffalo. First time this year I think I've taken my home squad. I'm taking them, too. Taking them, too? Yeah, yeah. I'm not too excited about L.A. at all. Well, it's just they don't do it for me. No, never. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not big on him. Uh, Jeff Fisher, amazing, <laughs> amazing. The man still just gets head coaching he jobs. Does. But uh, you know, good for them for being three and one. But the Buffalo Bills riding high after shutting out the mm. New England Patriots, even though they mm. were the New they weren't really the New England Patriots. I'm also gonna go Buffalo. I did get a good Bleacher Report uh, breaking news story right before you guys showed up, and it was just Rex Ryan says. No team disharmony because I'm voting for Trump. That was the headline. He's, I was like, man, come on, Rex. Jeez, he can't help himself. No, he yeah. loves it. Just shut the hell <laughs> up. Shut up. Like, like Belichick keeps the attention on himself, like in a like a good way, so they don't distract the team. But because Rex just causes all sorts of problems by keeping the attention on him. Indeed, he's hmm. a nightmare. Um, yeah, he is my least favorite Bills coach since maybe the last the, one, the mild mannered Dick Duran, who I did not care for. <laughs> he's very boring. Greg Williams, the guy I didn't care for very much. Um, yeah, I still like Buffalo in this game. Um, I'll, you know what though, I'll give the Rams some credit if they ever decide to go back from their blue and gold to the blue and yellow. They looked much better as blue and yellow back in the day. The Eric Dickerson days. Yeah, they looked way flyer with their kids back then. Uh, a little West Coast action here for you at four o'clock to close out the late games. One and three, San Diego Chargers, who look to be a disaster, are uh, only three and a half point uh, underdogs on the road in Oakland, who is three and one. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I feel like this is almost too easy. Oakland's gonna kill them, right? Like, well, Oakland is the team of the future, uh, whereas San Diego is the team on the decline in California. Yeah, and where Oakland is coming up. But this is a game where Vegas wants you to bet Oakland. They do. Want they you to want bet. you to bet Oakland yeah. because of the spread so low. And in games like that, you actually might have to go with the points. Yeah. Those are the games that like Vegas is like here. They dangle that cucumber out in front oh, of yeah. you. Oh yeah. Here, take it, and they pull it away yeah. from you. Vegas always wins. Yeah, the Vegas zone. Vegas always wins. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta start thinking of the other side. This is one of those games they actually come think to me. As one of those games, it's so, so you're looking, the other side. You're looking at Oakland. As much wins. as I like the Raiders this year, and I think they're great, and they got a bright future ahead yeah. of them, I, I think that maybe it's close. But I would take San Diego with the mm. points just because of 
You know, that's one of those games. That's yeah. one of those trap games, they call it. I see know? a scenario They where want you to take that three and a half. That's do. why it's always that half a point. It's that half a point that always screws you. You know, and I think that I see a scenario you're talking about where San Diego loses this on a last minute field goal as opposed to a blowout. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you want to take first pick on this? I feel like it's like the last one. Uh, Latavius Murray. Yeah, you love Latavius. That's your guy. <laughs> well, he's not my guy. He embarrassed me in high school, so I'm just going to run with him until he goes to the Hall of Fame. I, hope. <laughs> so, um, I, I Actually, I really do like this Oakland team. Um, me and Parkinson were playing a game last week where we tried to rank all the football teams from most liked to most hated. and I did. It took like 15 minutes. I asked him all his teams. I tried to do mine, but I got kind of bored doing it myself. Yep. Uh, Oakland, though, ended up pretty high on my list. I was surprised at how, how hated? much... No, liked. The liked. Teams I liked. Yeah, I sort of like Oakland. I'm going to ride Oakland a little bit here as well. Uh, I think Carr's the truth. I really do. I think I said it last week as well. I do too, yeah. 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 I agree. I, I, li- I like you saying they're the team in the future. They are the team in the future. They're a young team who's together in the building up. The worst thing the Raiders got going for them are the Davis's haircuts. Yeah. Yeah. And making that move for Crabtree was the best move they could oh, ever And he's made. looking great. Yeah. He looks like college Crabtree. I got yeah, laughed great. at. I got laughed at in my fantasy draft for spending $13 on Crabtree because mm-hmm. there were no receivers out there. They're like, oh, he's going to be a bust. He's already like the best receiver on my team. Yeah. He's so good. Uh, 8 o'clock game. Uh, this is your is your boys. These are my boys. 2-2 two two, New York Giants taking on the 2-1 Green Bay Packers. They're actually both my favorite teams. I love Green Bay as well. I do like I mean, Green I, Bay. I love Love the mm. Giants, of course. I'm mm. I'm a New Yorker through and through, but I also have always rooted for the Green mm. Bay Packers. We this, um, this is one of those games that I'm like, oh, I don't want to pick. <laughs> well, we talked about this off uh, off air before you got here. About again, I don't really like this spread. Seven and a half points for Green Bay is a lot of again points. another trap game. Another this, trap game. Yes, yeah. those half a points. Um, I'm gonna take the lead on this one real quick. I I gotta tell you, I actually like the Giants here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the Giants with the points. I don't know if, that Green Bay has a good defense. I really don't know, and I can't tell if they yeah. hang in games very well. This seems like a game where Green Bay will go up 14 to 17 points in the third and then maybe let the Giants kind of mm-hmm. uh, crawl back into it as the game goes on. But I still like the Giants and the points here. Maybe Green Bay with the win. I'm taking the Giants, too. I'm taking the it's Giants. It's hard for me to pick against the Giants, though. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I like the idea of Green Bay. They're just, you know, small town, not big corporate. So I'm with you how much you like Green Bay. But it's got, I, I'm going with the Giants. Yeah. It's a points I think, thing. I think Odell has a couple of touchdowns, too. It, it's mm. a points thing, you yeah. know. You, yep. you take the points. And yeah, you you know that points. game's going to be close. Yep. Historically speaking, the Giants, every time they play Green Bay, has been relatively close. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, and that's, you know, that's actually a really good, like, uh, Sunday night game. Like, I'm kind of interested to watch this game. Oh, yeah. That's, and, a, wild throw on that's sure. a great, that's yeah. a ratings getter. Because sure. sometimes there's a game on that'll be on and you put it on just because it's on and it's a trash game. Um, not to say that the, you know, not to say that all Thursday night games are trash game, but historically, I don't care for Thursday night games. They seem to yeah, be kind of yeah. crummy. Get rid of them. Say. Get them out uh, of here. This is a good Sunday night game. However, this is a terrible Monday night game. Like, <laughs> this is a game that I have zero interest really in watching. Uh, but I'll probably watch it. I didn't even. I don't even know if I picked uh, like records. I think they're both one and three. Uh, Tampa Bay going to Carolina. No odds I found on this. Even odds for both these one and three teams. Monday night in Carolina. I don't know, man. I I don't even I don't even know where to start with these two teams. It's a battle of the hotshot quarterbacks. Hotshots. Jamin Winston's actually starting to progress as not a bad quarterback, you yeah. know. And well, Cam Newton's Cam Newton, of course, but. Is he even playing this week? 
I don't. I'm, There's a question mark on that because he had like the concussion right yeah, 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 happened yeah. to him over the. Don't want get hit harder for that hit, man. They got stopped. He with gets beat up, but you so know what? He can take again. a beating though. He's six oh, he five. Can. He's a beast. The guy's like two fifty. Doesn't matter how big you are. If you get a headshot, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, and he gets it. And that a lot. ends up, dude. They don't have oh a great God, offensive yeah. line. No running game. Um, yeah, Stewart's been hurt. I'm just, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay, man. I just, there's what's the line on that? Even, even. Oh, it's an even game. Yeah, when the home team. Carolina. 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 Yeah. I just, I, this is a, this is a bad game. Like, there's. You gotta look at defense too. <laughs> Carolina defense trumps Tampa Bay defense. Yeah. I think. Andy, what do you got here? I gotta go Carolina. Carolina at home. They need to win. Uh, they've been embarrassing themselves. So let's uh, mm. get back on the train here. Carolina. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just feel like this. This they couldn't have subbed. They can't change this game out for a different game. Can they move Atlanta and Denver to this game instead, yeah. and then move this game right. back to yeah. their way? Seriously, yeah. They it should. seems like the Sunday night games have been better than the Monday night games, right? I'm more likely to watch the Sunday night game than Monday Monday night game anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I just like it. You're in the mood for football. Come Monday, you're tired after Monday. Monday suck. I don't feel like staying up late. It's true. I'm watching Sunday night football. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. That's actually been a big argument of the last few years that when. Um, that when NBC or NBC has Sunday Night Football, right? Yep. Yep. They uh, ESPN didn't bid for Sunday Night Football when they bid for Monday Night Football because they said we don't want two nights of football. Right. And as time has gone on, the last like ten years, the Sunday Night Game ratings are generally higher than the Monday yeah. Night Games. Yeah. The yeah. prestige games tend to be Sunday night. Yeah. Here's another example: Giants versus Green Bay right. on Sunday night, Tampa Bay versus Carolina on Monday. Mm-hmm. There's you don't think they knew that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, not for nothing. You know, a lot of people, I mean, my cable setup, I don't get all the channels anymore. I can stream from ESPN, but if NBC's right there, I'll flip it out. Oh, yeah. I feel like streaming from my phone all night. So the way things are going now, more people have NBC than do ESPN. So well, ESPN. That hurts. ESPN, ESPN sucks. It does I'm so sick of them. The mothership. <laughs> I don't They're feel. terrible. I feel like ESPN doubled down on a lot of the wrong things. Yeah. Like they doubled down on the rights to broadcast games and not. Uh, sports personalities exactly. like the things that kind of brought them yep. in like and and I get it from a business model perspective mm-hmm. let's bring on the games people want to watch live sports yeah okay fine I don't want to see live sports called by the intern you hired just fresh out of college right. I want to see Mike Tirico I want yeah. to see the guys who were there the guys who like it's like like Vince Scully's gonna retire this year that yeah. you're talking about right you listen to Vince Scully call a game it gives you emotions yeah, you yeah. get vibes it feels like it's baseball yeah yeah, yeah. You know, I mean but that happens that's built up over a career you know a lot of these young guys you never know what they're gonna turn out to be but I heard Bob Costas on the radio today I love oh, Bob yeah. Costas he's amazing he's, he's, so like, he's captivating he's just like he's talking about like something in baseball about how they should switch uh, the series from uh, for the home team to get 2-2-3 two, two, as opposed to 2-3-2 two, two. Mm-hmm. that's all he's talking about I'm like this guy's amazing Yeah, I oh, love yeah. sport good old school sports personalities It's they're, Bob Costas is Top of this game, I he, love he's him. top notch. Yeah. When uh, when you see uh, hockey and football commentator Ray Biggs was on the Udcast a few weeks ago, we got into a conversation about broadcasting. Yeah, uh, and one of the things I brought up with him that I bring up a lot about broadcasting is growing up a Yankees fan, I used to fall asleep and listen to Charlie Steiner and um, and Sterling right. uh, and, and John Sterling, John right? Sterling. Yeah. and that was like the first time ever that like a broadcast or a sports thing I was like, man, this was great. I looked forward to listening to those two guys call baseball, probably. Probably one of the main reasons why I was such a huge baseball fan during that era. Mm-hmm. Also because the Yankees were so good yeah. and I Same loved here. it. here. See, when I grew up, it was Phil Rizzuto. Rizzuto. And Frank White. Rizzuto. Yeah. And uh, that's, Rizzuto. Like, that just paints a very nostalgic <laughs> picture in my brain. Sitting in my couch in the living room, you know, watching 
Rizzuto and Frank White mm. broadcast the Yankee game. I mean, it's just it brings me back to a great place in my time. In and my just life. a quick thing, and now this is a football segment, but it is postseason baseball. Yeah, these national broadcasters who don't do a game all season mm. are just. And I love uh, uh, I da- Dan or Don Schulman. Dan Schulman. Dan Schulman. Right? Yeah, he's great. Like college yeah. basketball, he's fantastic. Right. Man, leading a a a, a a wild card playoff game, it's just it puts you to sleep. Like the Giants had a. Monster home run last night. Sorry, Mets fans. Um, and there was just like no excitement in his voice. Like, I'd rather almost listen to a homer just go nuts. Like, holy shit, that was one of the biggest home runs of the year of that guy's career. And he's like, oh, there's a three run shot. Mm. And yeah. the Giants take the lead. Someone give me a good freaking announcer for the yeah, playoffs. My team's not in it, I so agree. I want someone to excite me. Who's your number one like announcer Like when you think of it? Like, if you had to pick somebody to call a sporting event, who would you want? Oh, um, I love. Uh, Oh, and his name's gonna escape me. Uh, shit, come back to me. Right. I love Jay Billis. But Al it's not the guy I'm thinking of. Al Michaels. Al Michaels. Al Michaels. Vin Scully. Mm. Or Bob Costas. Mm. You know, that's that's my dream. And then maybe football. I always like uh, Pat Summerall and John mm-hmm. Madden. That's kind of old school for me. Uh. You know what I mean? But uh, Bob Bob Costas. But hundred percent. Al Michaels was like my all time favorite. Sports announcer, mm-hmm. especially since the Miracle on Ice. Mm-hmm. If you can give me just a John Sterling, uh, Jim Ross, and Jim Lampley combination. Jim Ross. Uh, like, like I'm a, no, yeah, well, you know, Jim Lampley. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bob <laughs> God. Oh, God, it's a double play. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Lampley, I was, a, I was a big boxing guy, especially when I was living in New York, and Jim Lampley is one of those special kinds of announcers who mm-hmm. has that kind of voice, and he speaks to you in tones from a forgotten era pugilistic blows raining down on their opponents from left and right with tremendous speed. It's crazy. It's crazy to listen to him get excited and call a boxing match, especially because as you get through a boxing card, you can tell he's getting a little drunker. And he's getting more and more into the card <laughs> yeah. as the night goes on. Dude, Lampley. That impression was great. Was Thank awesome. you. You like that, awesome. Lampley? That yeah. was pretty good, man. Thanks. Yeah. I love Lampley. He's yeah. a legend. Uh, Andy, you got you want a guy or I can't I can't think of his name. He used to do a ton of college basketball. Uh, I won't be able to think of it. Nah. But uh, Mike Tirico is, is also Tirico's one of my a legend. favorites. He's a freaking and his Syracuse grad. Syracuse, Syracuse, Syracuse grad. Right. I remember when he was on yeah. WTBH five. Uh, so lads, thanks for coming to do the picks this week. Very exciting. Shout out to Pete Connors. Pete, we appreciate you filling in last week. You won last week. I'm gonna bring you on to talk hockey as soon as I can. Yeah. Gus okay. Johnson. Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Didn't, no, he was the guy who who got in trouble because he said, yeah. "Yeah, he's like run like you're like." Run I don't like know you, exactly. What he said, he said but something I like, "Run under you got run like you got a VCR under your arm or something terrible like that." They're like, "That's not uh, funny." Oh, Gus, you can't about. say that. He can say it. I thought it was funny. He can like, say it. We can't say it, but he can say it. Uh, follow Andy Sullivan on Twitter at big underscore Sull underscore Inc. And of course, follow Z on Twitter and Facebook on UCs with Z on Twitter X Y T O D A. Yeah, X Y T O D A. I was gonna say. I was wondering how you're gonna pronounce this. I always just spell it. I go spell it. Good call. Safer move. We'll be back in just a minute, covering a little postseason baseball. Thanks a lot, lads. time shout out to the main anthony z donaldson check out all of his excellent content on facebook uc's with z check him out on twitter xy tuda is that what he said it was i've I, never heard it put that way before. i'm not sure what he says xy toda that man never stops working no he's always working man 
Uh, and I am I have the great pleasure of being between two of my favorite people, both Andy Sullivan and his brother Kevin Sullivan, at the same table. I'm very excited. Here we are. Kev, what's up, buddy? Uh, nothing. Just out here, you know, being really concerned about my Falcons, apparently. Yeah, your Falcons, bro. I am. That's you what should I be. Hearing. They're on the new buzzsaw this week. Are they? Who are they playing? <laughs> I forgot. Uh, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. It is a game of the week. Interesting. So you... Me and your brother are very confused. We both actually thought that when you were younger, you were a Falcons Wholeheartedly fan. thought you were. Really? Right. Listen, here's the thing. I know where it's coming from, and I get it. And this is an easy mistake to make. I can understand where you'd be there. <laughs> um, during When Madden 2004 came out, we had a large group of friends. Everybody mm. who played in the league together, we all played together all the time at our buddy's house that I used to hang out at. We were at Vesaly's house. Mm. We'd always play, and everybody had a team they'd play with. Now, I've never been a huge football guy. I liked the Cowboys a lot when I was a kid, but ever since then, it's never really meant that much to me. So I would play with the Falcons because Michael Vick was like a rookie. It was his first or second year, and he was amazing in that game. Yeah. He could just break yes. out and run forever. And so I liked him a lot until he, you know, got into the... What did he do? I think he's a veterinarian. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Good for him. And so I liked him a lot. And then so I was like, when people would ask me, I'm like, yeah, I guess my favorite team is the Falcons. But, like, I never paid attention or cared. Yo, Vick's an interesting... I've also said that about the Saints. I've said That's that about true. the Seahawks. I've said it about the Giants. I've said it about the Packers, the Steelers. Manchester maybe City. Maybe the Bears for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Manchester City. So <laughs> take it all with a grain of salt. Yo, I think though, on the topic of Vic, I'm not, I think we've gotten past the Vic thing where you can look back at Vic and like still like him now. Like he's moved past the dog fighting thing. He doesn't like haunt him the way that people were like, oh no. Like he went to prison for it and he came back and he had another NFL career after that. It wasn't quite as good. But I still think about Vic like when he. If I, maybe I'm wrong on this. Didn't he go to Green Bay with the Falcons uh, in the good years and beat Green Bay in Green Bay in the playoffs? That was a thing that happened, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty sure he did. I want to sure. say that was in like the I'll late... I'll say yeah. 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 I'm fine with saying yes He was good. Hmm. The guy could play some ball. I'm going to have to do some stat work on that. But I feel like yo, Vic was an absolute animal. And people sort of forget oh. how good he was. Well, let's use another oh, word. Bad, uh, let's use another word. Are we puns. still doing phrasing? Phrasing. <laughs> if not. Phrasing. Phrasing. Uh, so, guys, let's talk a little bit about baseball. I don't really want to go too deep into picking these games because, as we've mentioned, we're mostly Yankees fans here. Pretty much, yes. I wouldn't necessarily say we're baseball fans. Mm-hmm. I will watch playoff baseball through and through, yes. but regular season, I uh, and it doesn't matter what team in the playoffs, I'll watch them, but regular season, I stick to the Yankees, so... Forgive me for Well, because ignorance. realistically, when it comes down to it, it's like game 38 out of a 162-game season. It's two weird teams from the NL West and, you know, three players between yeah. them. You can't tell me that you love baseball so much that that's just enrapturing with all the options we have available now to consume different forms of entertainment, different things like watch. Agreed. Agreed. Um, There's so many games that it's okay to miss most of them, but then when the playoffs come, it's like, okay, now here we go. I'll watch more baseball in the next month and a yes. half than I have all season. For sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And For that's, sure. it's fun, because I think playoff baseball is great. Well, I didn't watch the playoff. The, the, do you like these play-in games, by the way? Are you? I love the play-in games. Yeah. I absolutely love the play-in games. They're super exciting. Um, you know, it's tough, you know, because any team can be any team in baseball on any given day. Uh, that's the hard part about it, but the playing games are awesome. So exciting. Yeah. Um, and you see it. I mean, you watch those too. It, it, it was great. And last night was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable pitcher's duel, and uh, it's exciting. Yes, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I do. Uh, I don't have much commentary from the first game, which was the Orioles uh, playing Toronto, besides uh, Buck Showalter clowning around, not putting his closer in. I don't understand what he's doing, Buck. Weird guy. Well, I- <laughs> Somebody said the thing that, like, you know, you if you have the best pitcher, you have a one-game play-in game, and the best pitcher on your team 
in your bullpen didn't get out there to pitch? Like, why? Yeah, right? Why? <laughs> like, where's... That, that dude has a uh, a point five zero ERA on the season. He hasn't allowed... He's allowed one run since, I think, June. Mm. You gotta get him in the game, especially once they got two runners on. You gotta get him in the game. And listen, Buck Showalter, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, he messed up. I think he definitely messed up. And mm. I think he knows it. I mean, how can he not know it? But I think he messed up. Yeah, and it's always easy to say hindsight because you can understand that line of thinking like, I want to save this guy in case I need him. But like... Yeah. And we would see it, as Yankees fans, we would see this happen all the time with the great question, when should we bring in Mariano Rivera? Mm-hmm. When he was out there on the pen, it's like, well, should we get him? Should we save him? But at the end of the day, you're always better getting that guy out there. Yes. When you have that guy. And, and without a doubt, the biggest tragedy of this, this whole thing is those scumbag Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the worst. Advance. The, the Blue Jays have quickly become one of my most hated team, probably the most hated team in the NL East. Well, they can't, the East. they can't fill an arena or a stadium or a dome, whatever the hell you want to call the Rogers Center, um, unless they're good. So now all these fans are coming out. Uh, you know, they're getting, they're getting drunk off the Molsons. You know, Canadian beers like Moonshine. Hell yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the dry. The <laughs> Molson dry. Little, little Big Daddy reference. But, uh, yeah. Incredible and, and they're reference. They're nuts. They're nuts. Uh, and they're, they're just hmm. kind of dirty. Spoiler alert, game one was today between Toronto and Texas. And Toronto uh, put a 10-to-1 stomping on the Texas Rangers. Uh, the man Joey Bats dinged a three-run homer uh, just because that's what he does. I didn't see if there was a bat flip. I hope there was. Joey Bats is an all-time baseball nickname. Yeah, Joey oh, Bats. <laughs> the best. The best. I mean, they may be scumbags, but they are pretty darn good at baseball. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Um, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't think the Texans are that great. And it's, it's amazing to see that there was three. Again, how many years has the AL East just done it? Just three AL East, AL East yeah. teams in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. The Rangers always seem like that team where, like, they're always, like, an also-ran. It's like a sixth seed in, like, mm. you know, the Eastern Conference of basketball. Like, they're there. They were good enough to win a lot of games, but they're not one of the teams that's going to beat no. these teams. No, as they're the Denver Nuggets mid-2000s. There you as, go. A, as a Yankees fan, uh, there was only a very short window where I ever really feared the Texas Rangers. Like, when Yvonne Rodriguez was at bat, basically, it was about the only time I was ever like, oh, man, we're in trouble. Other than that, Texas is kind of what? Pudge. Uh, let's not get into it. Pudge. 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 Uh, let's get... also an all-time great baseball nickname. <laughs> yeah, true. Pudge. Pudge. Ray Durham is another good baseball player name. I always liked him. <sighs> yep. Uh, Only because I... of the movie. Because of the movie. Yep. Uh, good karma. Let's let's uh, let's not make picks, though. Let's go back to the other play-in games. I do want to talk about the New York Mets game uh, from last night. New York Mets, um, San Francisco Giants, Madison Bumgardner versus Noah Syndergaard, Mad Bum versus Thor. Uh, I did actually watch this whole game, probably the first full game of baseball I've watched. It wasn't a Yankee game in three months, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad I watched it. It was a hell of a game. Real, real, real good game. It, Andy? it was an outstanding game. Um, two unbelievable pitchers. Guys are going to be around for a while. Uh, you hate to see you know, Noah Syndergaard. You know, he didn't get the loss, but you hate to see his team not win after he pitches. But Madison Bumgarner, my God. I don't think they got a cup big enough for that guy. Mm, <laughs> he, just, no. he just wins <laughs> when he needs to win. It's on. It's it's like he chooses to. He's like, no, you know what? I'm just gonna not let yeah. you get hits. That's fine. Like he, it's almost like he's not competing. Somebody called him a demigod and something else. <laughs> they say he's a postseason baseball demigod. Like he just, it's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And he goes and pitches the whole game. You're like, how long could you have pitched for? Yeah, ten. I feel 11? like I feel like if they asked him to pitch game one of this upcoming series, he'd be like, give me the ball, I'll go all nine again. Yeah, he's great, man. He's a great. Post-season how old player. is he? 
I think he's a little bit older. A little I, older. I, he's I been around for longer like, than you I think. think. He's probably like uh, 28, 29. There okay. was an, there was a very interesting juxtaposition between pitchers in that game between uh, Sarsgaard and and Bumgardner. When we were watching the game early on, it seemed like Sarsgaard was going to pitch a perfect game. He was dominant for the first six innings, really just making dudes look silly with that that five hour five mile an hour drop between his fastball and slider which is disgusting mm-hmm. yeah. and then that really really excellent change up yep. and he really looked good but the minute that he it seemed like he wasn't going to get the no hitter when the first hit dropped in for san francisco it almost seemed inevitable that they would win because you would have almost had to pitch a no hitter to beat Bumgardner right. in this scenario like that you need to do stuff like that to win yep. and the minute they let up one hit it seemed inevitable that they were going to lose one to nothing or whatever three to nothing yep. as it ended up on that yep. on that home run yeah isn't that the same Cinderguard? I think Skarsgård Skarsgård the, uh, the acting uh-huh. family from Sweden I was They're thinking terrific. about doing it then I decided to not do it and I wasn't sure how many times we would do the last name didn't know how long I wanted oh. to let it go I'm going to start calling them different names <laughs> well. whatever yeah. Thor Thor big Thor, Thor. He's good, man. He's got a great future, and so do the Mets. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the Mets. I don't have any beef with the Mets. Being a Yankees fan, I got a lot of Mets fans. Shout out Southside Web. Uh, tough day. I apologize. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It sucks to see the Mets lose. It sucks to see anybody losing a game that good. I love when the Mets lose. Oh. oh. I love when the Mets lose. Aaron Nushers will tell you. Webb will tell you. Um... I like the Mets. The Mets are a good team, but it's funny when, <laughs> like, it's funny. The people that I know that are Mets fans are very ranty about the oh, Mets. Oh, yeah. So whenever something happens and they lose, it's always funny to watch the fireworks afterwards. Mm-hmm. And as a Yankees fan, I do take some pride in the JV team getting squashed on yep. when bad things happen. See, I, I don't know. I got a little bit of, like, I kind of like the Mets. I kind of like their gear. I like their hat. I'm like, good for them. Like, I don't. I will say their colors are way better. Their colors right. are way better than the, the colors Yankees. are great. They're really looking sharp yeah. out there. I, I don't know. Maybe if the Yankees dissolved as a franchise, like they're like, guys, we're done. We're just done playing baseball. We're just gonna move the team away. There'll be no more other. <laughs> Maybe I would root for the Mets. I suppose <laughs> the but Bronx like, is burning. Yeah, yeah. If if the Steinbergs are just like, we don't really want it. We sold this team to uh, to England. They play against they play against soccer teams now. So. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even play games. They don't play commercials. Yeah. Make appearances. Uh, so guys, last thoughts on the Mets before we move on to picking the. The postseason choices? Uh, good season. Uh, they went out. I mean, at least they didn't get smoked or embarrassed. Yeah. They played a great game. It was a good game. And it's nice to see a kind of a nobody in Connor Gillespie. Yeah, Connor get a Gillespie. Hit like that. And he, it was awesome watching him try to play it cool, even though you knew that was the best moment of his baseball life. Yeah. Oh. It was... It's always tough to see somebody lose a game that close. Like they have nothing. To, it's a cliche to say, but they have nothing to hang their heads about after that game. It would have been funny if the Giants, uh, if the Giants as a team, no sold Gillespie as he was coming back mm-hmm. in from the thing. Like they were just like, "What? What happened?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too much emotion, though. Quick thing, I don't like the the celebration of winning the play in game. What do you guys think about that? Like Ooh. they they put up the tarps, mm. they get the champagne out. Mm. Like I understand. That, like all right, I get it. You won the is one game you guys won. Like you had to play this one yeah. game you won. The celebration, I don't. I understand being excited, but do you celebrate when you win the division? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Then yeah. you should get a celebration when you win your your wild card. You're playing. Mm. I get where you can't make too big a deal about it, but just because you had to wait because the rules state that you have to play this playing game mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should be held to a different standard and be denied the same celebration everybody else gets. I don't think you should celebrate when you win the division. 
Having champagne when you win the division is a classless move that you expect from the 29 other teams that are not the New York Yankees. But like no, all these I other teams... I, I, thought, I thought you were talking about the division series. Uh, when oh, you asked me, okay. so sorry about that. But uh, I don't love the division either. No, I, I think like, I hate the playing game the more. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the you know, I don't mind the division though, especially if you are, if you have a good season. If you're the Cubs and you win 103 games and you win that division with like a week to go, I think that's kind of nice. You're in the playoffs. You're the number one squad. Yo, celebrate. Yeah, but you don't celebrate. go champagne and goggles. Yo, I'm always trying it's to go. They're all, they're all Oakley goggles. Are they? <laughs> I, I noticed last night, all Oakley goggles. Those, none of those, most of those guys don't snowboard or ski. Right? All Oakley goggles. Unreal. Yo, think about the money spent though. just on goggles. Yo, think about this. They're in New York. The Mets, like someone on the Mets staff, not the, on the team, but someone who works for the Mets, had to go doctor up the visiting team's locker room so they could celebrate in the... In the Shade or whatever it's called now. Yeah. City Field. City Field. What a weird celebration. We're gonna party in our yeah. rivals locker room. Yeah. If you want if you want to go out to the mound and have like a lingering, like you're all shaking hands and sort of celebrating, but not jumping up and down and dogpiling and do something on the mound, that's fine. No champagne, Great. no jumping up and down, no flopping around, none of that stuff. What about champagne on the mound? That would be if they were out there just popping champagne on the field in front of all the Mets fans. I think they should get Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer guy to chuck beers out of the dugout, and if they catch them, <laughs> yeah. smash them together and pour it on the That'd bat. That'd be amazing. I fully support that. Uh, so, so, shout out to the Mets one more time. Sorry, guys. You to, I, and also, I, I sent a message to Udicast's uh, former third host, Aaron Higgins, telling her uh, I was genuinely distraught for her when Gillespie hit that home run. Like I, He hit that home run, and I thought to myself, Aaron Higgins probably just fell out of her chair. Like, I felt bad for her. I'm very sorry. Shout out, Aaron New Shoes. Uh, guys, you want to pick some of these these playoff teams here? We got the we got the first round. Toronto at Texas. <laughs> I'll give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Let's see what we got. Uh, Toronto's already up one nothing after winning 10-1 to today. Toronto. So, you like Toronto or do you oh, like yeah, the Rangers? I, I, no, I definitely like Toronto. Oh, I, I almost always pick an Haley's team over somewhere else. Yeah, that's yeah, true. The biased. It really is. And I wouldn't even call them biased. I think they're just they face better that's, competition more often yeah. than everyone else. Uh, so I'll go Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. Scumbags. Yeah, these are total scumbags. Yeah. But they're definitely gonna mop the floor with this like yeah. middling uh mild mannered Texas Rangers team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh it's the second time I've used mild mannered this week. Um Kev, what do you got? You got Jays as well? Yeah, Toronto. Right, let's yeah. move on then. I actually like this Boston Cleveland series. There's a lot of narrative here. Yep. Uh, I like Francona out in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that this Boston team has a lot of old timers still hanging around mm-hmm. from the era. Right. Yep. Uh, seems like it seems like as I mentioned last week, they, it would be best for baseball if this was Boston uh, versus Chicago in the World Series. Yeah. So I think baseball would like it if Boston won this series against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. There's there's a story to be told though if Cleveland can beat them. Cleveland is surprisingly good. They're 94 and 67. When I found mm-hmm. that out this year, I was shocked. Shocked. What kind of chance do you give Cleveland to win this series? I guess is a good way to start. Uh, I don't think they have. I, I don't think they're going to win. But I, I think in any position with a division series, I don't really agree with the five game format. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if Cleveland wins one game in Boston, say they win the first game, now Boston has to win three out of four. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think. I think the favorites, like the guys who earn that that one seed position. Mm are kind of getting screwed here. I think every game should be a seven-game series because even the difference in, in talents, uh, you know, anyone can win five games. I think seven games is a true test of how good your team is. Um, again, I think Boston's going to win, but I think Cleveland's going to make it a very good game, or a very good uh, series. So, 
Um, I, I, I agree with what you said. Where I don't think that Cleveland's going to win, but I could see where Cleveland wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Red Sox this year, they've got, and it, and it sucks because they've got so many young, talented people, and they're going to be good for a really long time. Yeah, Mookie Betts. Um, so many of these dudes, and they're, when everything's clicking for those guys, they're one of the most unstoppable teams this year, and it's also, I believe in, like, sometimes the magic of sports, and, like, with David Ortiz having this all-time great mm-hmm. final season and all this stuff, I've seen this happen in baseball too many times to not believe that there's, like, something, like, the baseball gods are going to be, like, give them that fairy tale ending. Yeah. I find it very hard to bet against Boston this year. Uh, and so know, I think they're going to have to take it. And for as much as everyone's been talking about Ortiz and how good he's been, and he has been crazy good for a guy who's, you know... Yeah, the, who can barely walk. Who can barely walk, who's just out there slugging... What's kind of gone under the radar is that Dustin Pedroia still plays for the Red Sox, and he's still really good. It's weird. Like, this year, for some reason, his stat line is popping off the charts. I forgot Pedroia existed on this team. How, where's Pedroia's place in Red Sox history? Where does he lie? Is he be, He's below Ortiz, obviously. For sure. Oh, I, yeah, I'd say, he's, I'd say he's below Ortiz. I think he's one of those guys who I won't ever call him a role player. But I, I'm not saying he's anywhere near, like, uh, you know, Monument Park. Or, uh, you know, like, uh, what's the freaking mountain with all the face? Mount Rushmore yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of the Red Sox. I think he's been a great career player. He's had some solid I think he won two MVPs. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he's a great player. Uh, he's going to be remembered. He's he's great. I think he's going to be remembered very well in Boston. He's a Bernie Williams. He's a, guy, he's a guy who Red Sox fans who watched him play will never forget him. And you will never convince them that he got enough credit outside of just the fandom of that team. Like, everybody knows Pedroia is a great player. Yeah. He's always got credit for being great. And he did have a couple MVPs, so he's a little bit higher level than Bernie Williams. But I think it's the same kind of thing where you can't really fully appreciate him unless he played for your team or unless you were forced to watch him play all the time. Mm. Uh, yeah, I like Boston in this series. Um, so we both like Boston and Toronto in the... Uh, yeah. Boston, yeah. Toronto. At least uh, finisher. Huh. That makes sense. Um, so. Let's take a look at the National League real quick. Uh, this is the series I definitely have the least amount of like knowledge about. It's the Dodgers, 91-71, versus Nationals. Uh, Kev, you actually dropped some knowledge on me that the Nationals were hurt. I didn't know that everyone in the Nationals was hurt. Everybody's dead. Their pets' heads are falling off. Dodgers in three. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not three. Four. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't. I don't know how to come after that. Yeah, I think that, that's. I don't know how to follow that up, but yeah, no. Sure, <laughs> good job, Kev. Sure, that's Dodgers. Great. I agree. great. I love it. Three O Dodgers. Fantastic. Good for you, Manning. That's good content. Um, <laughs> Hashtag content. Uh, oh wait, Manningly's not there anymore. Never mind. Uh, all right, so no, he's he. Where he's is the Marlins? He? Marlins. He is. I remember. Yeah. I saw him out there when Jose yeah. Fernandez passed. Mm-hmm. Someone had Jose Fernandez's number on their jersey last night, which I thought was nice. They had it like written on the back of their. Yeah, a lot of guys been doing that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so let's get to the uh, last National League series. Chicago Cubs, 103 wins. The only team to get to above 100 wins this year in Major League Baseball. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, versus San Francisco Giants, who, uh, you know, snuck in in the three-run Connor Gillespie home run last night against the Mets. I actually feel like if you're Chicago, you would have rather played the Mets, right? Like, you you were hoping the Mets won. The Giants have won the World Series three times in five years. Yeah. They are a team who was built for the playoffs. They have a lot of veterans who have been to the playoffs. They got Mess and mm. fucking Bumgarner. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, they're not going to see him till game three, but you got to be worried about the Giants. The Giants, they, they've been unreal. I mean, they've 
Call it if they had, if they get another World Series, I'd start calling them a dynasty. For oh yeah, I was gonna say, do you think the Giants get enough credit for how much of a dynasty they've kind no, of been in baseball no for the last ten they're years? Almost, they're almost like the Spurs, kind of, where it's like you know they, they just do the job, they get the job done, and like uh, and they always end up there at, at the end. Baseball yeah. is such a schlag of a season. So many yeah. games, so many potential injuries that could yeah. happen, so many things that could go wrong. To get back to the World Series that many times is so much harder in a game like baseball than it is in other yeah. sports. And yeah. with like different guys too, they've turned over yeah. some oh, guys yeah. on the team. There's a yeah. lot of guys who are on championship teams mm-hmm. not, what, two years ago, last yeah. time they won, that aren't there anymore. I think Bruce Bochy is an unbelievable yeah. coach. He's good for him. That being said, I do not really like them against the Cubs. I really like Joe Man. I think he's the best. He's such a good manager. He's got those great glasses that sort of look like the glasses I'm wearing right now. You folks can't see. Uh, I just think that Chicago, this has got to be the year for them. Yeah. They got to do it this year. I think Joe Mann looks like such a nerd with those glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. You're right. Uh, Chicago Cubs are an awesome, awesome team. And okay, you, you referenced it. I'd love to see the Red Sox and the Cubs yeah. uh, in the World Series. Um, Joe Mann's a great coach. The Cubs are built to win. Theo Epstein is the greatest GM in the history of baseball. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, a, it's a hot take, but a fair, correct take as well. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's great. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I have to take. Um, I'm, I'm taking. It would be a different story if they could get Baumgartner in like game one. Mm. If they could get two, maybe three games on him in this series, that's a different story. But having to wait until game three, yeah. um, I feel like the Cubs have sort of flown under the radar all season. Three months, like the Cubs are good. I know the Cubs are good, but like to hear their actual raw numbers and stuff, the Cubs are really good. Yeah, and I think Joe Madden's been an incredible. I watched. I got to watch Joe Madden being a Yankees fan again because when he coached the Rays, like I would see him a lot during the season. Um, I l- always liked him. I'm really pulling for him, and I want Chicago to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's with a team like Chicago. They're it's they're like guilty until proven innocent yeah. sort of you know like until Chicago can yeah. overcome they would have much rather had the Mets because I feel like Chicago's big thing is like we can't choke we can't blow it we always find a way to blow it they'd be much happier playing a team like the Mets who are I mean light years ahead of it yeah. as far as blowing it in recent years and like, stuff like that but now they've got this like Giants team where it's like we're formidable we do not back down mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't shake this relatively in scale younger minded Cubs team yeah. Uh, True story. I served uh, Joe Madden and his wife, Lasagna, at a restaurant in New York City once. True story. H- how do you tip? Great tipper. Great tipper. <laughs> Great tipper. That's a that's Friendly good. guy. Good I guy. I believe it. I, he's, Dude, he's, he's, he, he's actually a regular at this restaurant. Yep. Uh, and uh, he's always very popular with the staff. Like, Great guy. Like 20%, 30%? He's up there. He's up there. Oh, wow. He's, Joe, MLB. he's got money. I like that. Money. I like that. Yeah, a lot uh, of guys have that money. They don't tip. Uh, Joe Madden's a guy's guy. I like him. Uh, thanks again, Andy Sullivan, this week for joining us. Uh, follow Andy Twitter, big underscore sell underscore Inc. Don't follow Kev Sullivan on Twitter. He hates it at underscore Kevin Sullivan. Uh, follow- I hate it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> uh, of course, follow the show uh, at FTL Sports. Uh, lads, thanks for joining us. I'll be back after the break for the part with soccer that everyone will leave for. Yeah, I'm gone. Right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Yes, folks, welcome back. Sabotage me. Segment number four. Uh, the reason for the lads exists. We're going to talk football, me and Parkinson. No Kev this week. Um, although, in spirit, 
you uh, you stole one of Kevin's beers from the fridge, and as you opened it up here in the studio, it has exploded all over the table. So good karma for you, because you're a jerk. True sabotage. True, true sabotage. Live here on For the Lads. Uh, so as you folks know, uh, this is the segment four where we're going to talk a little bit about football. Uh, for those of you who don't know about the Premier League, though, what's coming up this weekend is the international break. There will be no Premier League games played. All the European nations are playing each other in qualification games for European championship positions. So uh, what we're going to do instead, we're going to recap some of the big games and stories from last week, and then we're going to take a little offshoot into our other favorite fringe sport, professional wrestling, uh, and we're going to This predict- is everybody's favorite segment. Everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> Soccer. Soccer and wrestling. Yeah, this, is, this is just for you and me. No, this, like, no, this segment is for nobody, nobody else will admit but you how and much me. they actually like it. That's the problem. I bet you more people like wrestling than soccer at this point in time. I swear to God. I feel like that's probably not totally off base. Put a Twitter poll up next week. Yeah, Twitter poll up next week for you. I'll put it up after the show. Um, what do you folks like better as a fringe sport, wrestling or uh, football? But for now, let's get to or last wait, week's... Wait, how about this? What would you rather admit you enjoy? Wrestling or soccer? That's fair. That's a good call. Uh, all right, so let's get into uh, this week's uh, this week's coverage from football. I'm going to crack one open. For the lads, crack it open. Mine's all over the carpet. Yours is all over the carpet. Mine is going directly down my throat. Salud. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, so let's look at last week's uh, results. Let's start with you and I's uh, squads of choice. Uh, the teams from the Merseyside, uh, Liverpool, Everton. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Friday, Everton won. Crystal Palace won a 35th-minute goal from Lukaku, canceled out by a 50-minute goal by Belgian striker Christian Benteke, uh, dropping Everton down to fifth in the standings at the end of the week. What are your thoughts about this 1-1 performance by your lads, Parkinson? Good showing. If you're Belgian, bad showing if you're Everton. I am just done. I don't know what to say. I've been bitching about it all week. This team is no different done yet. than... Well, it's not... done yet. It's not like a give too up. Early. It's, right, that's not, not like give up on the season done, but this was false hope. This team looks exactly like last year's team. I think they that's... They cannot a, put games away. I think you're wrong. I think, look... I think Crystal Palace, let's take a look, let's stop for a second and talk about Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace is up to 8th in the Premier League standings at last I checked. Um, they're not a, They're not a bad team. You went to Crystal Palace. But Everton's supposed to be playing as a good team, and when you're at Crystal Palace... I'll no, I'm sorry, out. I was wrong, they were, they were home. They were home? They were home. It's a bad showing at home. Yeah, I'll say that. You got to win those games though if you're supposed to be a top team. If you're yeah. spending all the money and you got this new coach and everyone's going to get excited that you're winning games at start start the season, at losing to an eighth place team or tying an eighth place team isn't. That's not Everton anymore. You know what I mean? They should be better than that. Well, see, I would argue that this is actually the problem that Everton uh, Everton came across last year. Not enough results. Too many yep. ties. Yep. Not enough wins. Losing or tying games out of winning positions and losing games out of tying positions yeah. was a big problem for Everton they last year. They had like year. 16 draws last year or something absurd like that. Like the, by far the most in the Premier League, I think. Football is a fascinating sport because certain it seems that traits follow certain teams over a whole period of time. Liverpool's had three different coaches in the last 10 years, right? You got um, uh, Rafa Benitez, you got Brandon Rodgers, and you got um, Jurgen Klopp. Let's just mm-hmm. use those three. Over the entire span of all three of those teams, 
None of those Liverpool teams were good at defending set pieces. Why? Who, I can't figure it out. No coach can it's come not, into Liverpool. Yeah, it's got to be the players. At is that it point. just? Yeah, it's just a mental thing. I think with Everton, that's sort of their uh, that's yeah. sort of their bugaboo. They have to they get can't over. Put games away. That is their big problem. Got to turn wins. Got to turn ties into wins. Got to turn losses yep. into ties. Yep. Uh, matter of fact, let's go to Liverpool actually because this is a good example. Uh, Swansea one, Liverpool two. Uh, first half goal from Leroy Fair uh, from the Swans was canceled out by two in the second half by Roberto Firmino and the boring one James Milner, uh, fifty-four and eighty-four respectively for Liverpool to crawl their way back with a win all the way up to fourth place, uh, tied with Arsenal on everything but goal differential. This is an example of what I'm talking about. In the in years past, Liverpool would not have fought their way back to an 84th-minute goal. Are you convinced that this is not the trend? I think... I do think that there is a sense of belief within the players, instilled by Jurgen Klopp, that is real. It's much better... It, the team seems much more positive and much more active than they ever did under Brandon Rodgers. Ever. Even in the good years. This seems like a better, more complete team with actual options on offense. The defense will be suspect for the rest of the year. <laughs> they need That's, to play some Again, defense, yeah. another common Liverpool trait. Lots of attacking. Yeah. Bad to mediocre defense. Um, I think it's probably enough to carry them into the top four the way they're playing right now. Very early in the yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, this is a game that I like, though, because they did not play particularly well against Swansea. Looked a little bit sluggish in the first half, and in the second half had a real response. Came out of halftime. I don't know what Klopp said to him. Probably something inspiring and German and loud. But, uh, <laughs> but they came out. Yeah. yeah, they came out in the second half looking really good. Uh, good to see from the lads. Very excited uh, for their return. So it wasn't a Burnley game, basically, is what you were almost expecting. It, it was the opposite of the Burnley. <laughs> because they went down early... I expected a repeat of the Burnley game where they go down one early and then they struggle and struggle and struggle yeah. and struggle to get back in the game and then Burnley put another one in on the counterattack because they're pushing eight guys yeah. forward. Uh, I expected a similar uh, uh, play for this game, the way it would play out, and it surprisingly did not play out the way I expected um, uh, positively and happily to be for me. I was very excited. Thank God um, for James Milner. Who would have thought? Hey, how about James Milner? <laughs> how about him? Boring James. Left back. Steady. Legend. Wow. Lot of, he looks good in left back. He looks all right. Um, so, yeah, it makes Liverpool in fourth place. Swansea tied in 17th place near the relegation zone. Dangerous. Uh, the other two big games of the week we'll get to. Uh, Man United won. Stoke won. Uh, Anthony Martial's 69th-minute goal was not enough as the Welsh Messi Joe Allen, former Liverpool product, put in his first goal for Stoke in the 82nd minute to uh, preserve the one point for Stoke. It was a bad performance by Man U. At home. Not good. They haven't had good ones, minus last week, I guess, or the week prior when they... Very up and down. Yeah. I said it last week. Is that transitional, though, because of the new coach and players? Maybe. Yeah? Yeah, I think partially. Uh, Look, I said it last week. I stand by it. Manchester United has the highest ceiling and the lowest floor of any team in the top five or top ten. It's essentially Chelsea last year. They're essentially Chelsea from last year. Uh, I, I don't think Mourinho should be concerned as of yet. I think it's fine. It's early in the season. They look, they're in striking distance of, of European play. Uh, they look, they look dangerous on offense when they're clicking. Uh, there does seem to be some inconsistency in the midfield. 
defense looks fine, I suppose. I don't know. They seem to make a lot of mistakes. I don't know. He, uh, <clears throat> he's going to absorb the heat if they're, if they're not playing well. But I think he's also going to not play well if it means being able to weed out changes he wants to make. So he's yeah. the kind of guy who would almost prefer some things to go south in the mm. beginning of the mm-hmm. year because then he can further justify dumping the guys that yes. everyone's like for sure you know making his start, team like, even Bruni stuff like he's gonna start making moves that can be like well you guys aren't winning so who cares if I sell you off you know it's not off brand for Mourinho to to purposely be well, mediocre no to perform well in the first season but not go all the way for the second season for him to really put it together and make a run and for the third season for him to burn it all to the ground yeah. With a napalm bomb from above. That's why I'm still not worried about uh, Man U. I still think they're going to be top four. I go back and forth with Liverpool and Man U in that four and five spots. Uh, every day, every game I watch, I go back and forth. Liverpool versus Man U Monday uh, in Liverpool at 3 p.m. on October 17th. That will be a big, big game, even for the casual soccer fan. That's going to be a huge game October 17th. Uh, also, really quick, we can talk about uh, Tottenham Hotspurs, uh, Manchester City. Tottenham 2, Manchester City nil. Uh, an own goal from <laughs> from Alexander Kolarov and a 37-minute goal from Deli Alley, the English wonder. Uh, put Spurs up comfortably 2-0 and then never really looked back. Uh, I kind of like Spurs. Hot take. I like Spurs. <laughs> I was saying that earlier this week. <laughs> They're going to be better without Harry Kane. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Harry Kane's injury matters. No. Not at all. Sans playing really, really They might really good. be better without him. Yeah, they have more team play. Yeah. Uh, I really... Pochettino's a good coach, and uh, they look dangerous. I, I don't I don't put it past them to spurs it up, do some spursy, yeah, yeah, to yeah. have some spursiness. To Ty appear. Everton and uh, Liverpool, that's their spursy so far. I yeah, spursy. <laughs> they got some... Yeah, Everton, Everton gets too many ties. Um, Liverpool lets up too many goals. Tottenham gives away too many big games. Yep. This was not... This was a, a off-brand. An off-brand performance yeah, yeah. from the Spurs at home against Man City, who looked lost without Kevin De Bruyne. Um, yeah. De Bruyne's a stud. Yeah, he is. I still think Man City's the best team in the league, though. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, I need to see a little more from Tottenham and from everybody else below them. Arsenal, Liverpool, I guess Man it's going to really see how much Man City's going to be hurting without, um, yeah. what did you say, just say De Bruyne? Uh, I don't know. I, I think they're the best team, clearly. But if they go through a Black spell Hammer. by injuries or whatever, then that's the only way people are going to keep up with them. It's almost the best thing that could possibly happen for the rest of the Premier League is to have some injuries for mm. Man City because I just think they're so much better than everybody else. I think you need to give Guardiola benefit of the doubt, uh, see what he does when he struggles for the first time, see what kind of response yeah. they get. What will the response it be? Was, they lost to the second-place team. <laughs> that's not that much to panic over. Well, here's their chance for a response. Uh, October 15th, two weeks from now, uh, versus your Everton Toffees at home. Huge game for Everton, huge game for Man City on the return from that loss after a week's break. Big game. 3-1 Everton. You wish. Right at them. In your dreams. In your dreams. Uh, on my end, I'm taking uh, Liverpool 3, Manchester City 2. Or Manchester United 2. 3-2? High scoring, action packed. Realistically, it'll probably be a one nothing Man U. Yeah. It's really what's probably yeah. going to happen. 0-0 zero, zero tie. Uh, so there are no games this week coming up, so we won't 
really get into the upcoming games too much. So instead, what we decided to do to close out the segment this week is we're going to get into this week's pay-per-view Sunday's No Merci. Yeah. <laughs> it's a French pay-per-view. There's a hundred of them. It's hard to uh, keep up with. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> this is a SmackDown exclusive WWE pay-per-view. If you don't know what that means, I don't know why you're still listening. <laughs> I don't know how you made it through the soccer segment and expect to know anything about that. I'm not. So no preamble. Uh, it's a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view. Let's just get right into the card. Uh, first match, women's match, Nikki Bella taking on Carmella. The Staten Island Princess. <laughs> you know who I'm all Carmella. Uh, all Car- day. I'm heel or face, I think she's I, the greatest. I love Carmella right now. I love the heel Long Island Princess, obnoxious. They're like, making her look good. Yeah, pushing uh, her heels is a good look. It's tough to do. I like Carmella. That being said, I do not trust them to book her strong. They want Nikki Bella to look good. That's the feud going forward. Nikki Bella versus Becky Lynch. Ugh. I like Nikki Bella in this match. I wish not. Uh, and speaking of which, let's go right to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, Becky Lynch, straight fire. Becky Lynch uh, versus my favorite female athlete in the whole <laughs> company, Alexa Bliss. She's so mean. She's the meanest yeah. woman I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. She's horrifying. Yeah. Um, as much as I would like for her to win, she's just realistically not. Alexa? <clears throat> yeah, no yeah. chance. That's, uh, I think she got over, so it's a good spot to put her in to carry momentum, but Becky Lynch has got like a run going for her, I think. That's this not going to change for a while. This is booking 101. Becky Lynch just won the title. She's incredibly over as a face. Alexa Bliss has no <laughs> uh, has no like history so far. She's brand new. No reason to let her win. Obvious win, Becky Lynch. No chance in France. Alexa Bliss wins this match. Lock of the lock of the week. They could of the make century. her still make her look strong though. SmackDown Tag Team Championship match: Heath Slater and Rhino versus the newly heel Usos. Shout out to Z who asked me last night if the Usos were heel because he just figured it out while he was watching SmackDown. Yeah, they changed their clothes. It's, it's, uh, yeah, they changed their clothes. They're clearly wearing black yeah. now. They're I like that. That's I like that. That's the thing in wrestling. It's like, all right, you got to be a bad guy now, so now you got to change your gear yeah. to represent it, which usually means more clothes. If you yeah, if you if you're if you're a bad guy, you got to add more stuff to yeah. your gear. dark, black. dark, yeah, yeah, dark and black, yeah, yeah of course. Um, I like I like Heath Slater and Rhino here just because uh, I don't know. I feel like something's got to give. Um, for the Usos to lose again to 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 them, how do you go heel and then like lose like a hundred tag title matches? I do see a scenario where the Usos win and then they push them against American Alpha because I yeah, think that's what they wanted, that's what they wanted in the first place. Uh, I don't want to say the shine is off Slater and Rhino, but like they told the story they wanted to tell already. Yeah. The the Heat Slater redemption story. Like a month, you just crown. See, that's the thing with these two belts is Brand they just made yeah, yeah that and the women's. So do you just? Why wait three weeks to take them off if you could have just did that three weeks ago? I've almost talked myself into the Usos actually now in this conversation. I'm really I almost I almost buy the Usos now. I'm gonna take the Usos. I think the Usos are winning the belt. Why not? Why not? Uh, let's go on to the next match. Wait, who do you got? I'm gonna have to. I was thinking Usos. I don't know how much uh, Rhino and Slater got left, and plus I don't think Rhino's like a permanent. You know no, what I mean? Rhino's he's gotta be. He's so running old. for a political office. It's he's true. Be on the roots road soon. Yeah, he's gotta be campaign trail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to maybe the best match of the night: Intercontinental Champion The Miz doing the best work of his career, taking on Dolph Ziggler. Another match. However, if Dolph Ziggler loses, he will retire from the WWE. That's the stipulation. And if he doesn't, he's just the champion. Yeah, career versus title is the stipulation. Very rare 
career versus title match stipulation doesn't happen very often. I'd have to check the stats for the last time it happened. Dolph Ziggler's going to win Sunday. Miz is going to do a rematch the following Tuesday and win the belt back. I wouldn't. Everything's be, the same. Nobody goes anywhere. I wouldn't be totally surprised if Ziggler's contract is actually up and that this is just the way they're going to write him out Maybe the they're story. Pu- pushing him I, to try to get him to resign. That's why he was in all these matches. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe. I think maybe. Uh, and in that case, I'm actually going with the Miz. Don't take the belt off him. Why not? You can't. <laughs> he's been so good lately. He's been he's lately. He's been lately. C T V. I I strongly stand with my original statement of uh, lately. He's you know how sh- I feel about he's the been Miz. Shit. I'll passionately defend the Miz. Shit for five years. No, he this. has not. Shit. No, he the has Miz not. was shit for no, five years. You're insane. This. Shit. You're insane. Shit. You're insane. All right, let's move on. Um All right. <laughs> oh man. This one makes me sad. Uh Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Um, we both want Bray, but Orton's going to win, right? Yeah, man, that's, that's the entire call, right? Bray is the best wrestler in the company that they refuse to do anything with. Yep. And Randy is an old veteran who no has nothing to do. No signature wins yet so far since he's been back. No, He, not he got hurt, and then he lost the match. Like, yeah. Then they had to do that stupid thing the last time. He's definitely going to win, right? Definitely RKO out of nowhere. Victory for the Viper. I'll be so excited if Bray Wyatt wins, but it's just not going to happen. No chance. Uh, and all right, let's get to the main event world championship three-way dance or triple threat, whatever they're calling it. Uh, AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose, Dean from Ambrose versus John Cena. Uh, I know who you're picking. Let me guess. AJ Styles. Yeah. You're shaking your head. Yeah, absolutely. Your, your man crush, your boyfriend, AJ Styles, Parkinson style. If you guys got, got like civil union going on, would you guys do the hyphenated last name? Would you be Parkinson hyphen Styles? Justin Parkinson yeah. hyphen Styles? Yeah, I would actually. Styles hyphen Parkinson? No. I don't... I'm gonna keep his last name. He's more successful. <laughs> He's just just Justin Styles. Just change your name. That would Justin be the Styles. house husband, no problem. Uh I don't see I, I'll tell you who's not gonna win this is John Cena. Uh I don't They're trying very hard to make you think he will. Yeah, they are. They the are. The narrative uh, is so intense. I just don't think it's gonna happen right here. I like Styles. Styles is That's over. That's going to WrestleMania, him and Cena, and Cena, it's got to be, right? There's a good Bleacher Report article today about how they have an opportunity to make Styles Cena's first undefeatable foe, like the guy that Cena just can't get His a beat on, villain. right? Yeah. Because yeah. even, even when Cena was fighting Punk in yeah. the era when Punk was the hottest guy in the, on the planet, they were pretty much 50-50. Like, he lost some matches to Cena on Raw, yeah. and Cena lost some matches to him on Raw, and it, they, it was fine, it, you know? AJ actually has yet to really lose a match to to Cena, if I remember correctly, outside of that the tag team match, yeah. which doesn't really count. Yeah. Um, so I like Styles here as well. Uh, I think ah, Dean. I think honestly, yeah. I don't. Now that I think about it, I don't think they give Dean the belt back. So I think no, it's, obvi- wanted, it's almost obvious. Isn't it weird how fast they took it off him? They literally just blew He's through. Now. I know. Well, they just blew through that whole shield thing by suspension no, draft. I, I think like, smart. I'll tell you why. Now you got all the members of the Shield have had a world title reign. Now you can say that every guy in that Ambrose's literally was worthless. No, it wasn't. He was the first champion on SmackDown. He won the title in that match against his two best friends, the two biggest stars in the company. Besides, not to make 
He did not get made to look better than those two in, in either of those matches. But he, and he was lucky to escape. And then he went the to a split roster and couldn't even hold on to the title for the look, first pay-per-view. That's a schlub. Don't make me it's defend. Don't make me defend Dean Ambrose because I don't like him. And he now you're going to sit here and make me defend a that guy who a I joke. don't like. It's a joke of a title reign. It was embarrassing. Lunatic fringe. Uh... Yeah, so this should be a fun card. You know what it is missing, though? It's missing a, a serious amount of uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Oh, That's my God. That's the biggest problem with this card in general. Chris and Kevin. Uh, all right, so... Team Chris and Kevin, of course. <laughs> Chris first. <laughs> because we filmed this first, I'm not going to thank everybody. Well, I guess I'll just thank the people who I think may be on the show. Thanks <laughs> well, to... Uh, this, is, this is the last thanks part? Thanks to... Yeah, this is the end. We're closing <laughs> out here. Uh, folks, thanks for joining us here another episode of For the Lads. Thank you to Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson for talking soccer and baseball with us. Uh, thanks to Kevin Sullivan. You can hear him every week with me on the Uticast. Thanks to Andy Sullivan. Thanks to Anthony Z. Donaldson. And thanks to Pete Connors. If he, if I brought him on, I might bring him on. We'll see. Everybody, Everybody should be on. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, folks, thanks for joining us. We'll try and do better next week for the lads. It's a lifestyle. <laughs>